Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Chase the Summit podcast. I'm your host, Dave. Today, I've got a really exciting episode. I reached out to a fellow creator on YouTube named Mark Lewis because I really wanted to have a chat with him on my podcast. And fortunately, he said yes. So in this episode, I'll be chatting with Mark Lewis. If you haven't checked out his channel, go over and check him out on YouTube. It's called Mark Lewis. He's also got a website called marklewis.co.uk. Um, check him out there. The really interesting thing about Mark is that, first of all, he just crossed over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. His content is mainly around fitness and running and cycling and Zwift, kind of a little bit of everything. And his whole motto is being quote unquote above average, just being above average, not being elite, but doing things to kind of prove people wrong. And he, his content is really inspiring for me personally, as a creator closing in on 40, I'm in my late thirties now, I've got four kids, he's got four kids and he's older than me. So I thought it might be insightful to kind of see where his head is, is at, like at his point of this, in this journey and kind of see if I can glean some information from him. So in this episode of the podcast, I tried to dig into a little bit of his, little bit of his background, where he came from, what he's into and all of that stuff. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Before we dive into the episode, I do want to thank the Patreon members and YouTube members. If you are a Patreon or YouTube member, you can actually see this episode on camera on YouTube or on Patreon. So go check that, that out. We're actually filming this whole thing. So that's pretty cool. But if you're not on Patreon or YouTube, uh, you can just listen to the audio. So enjoy that too. I also want to give a quick shout out to Liquid IV, who is supporting the podcast now. And I'm really appreciative for that. Check out Liquid IV. I've been using them for years for all of my hydration needs. Literally, I crack a Liquid IV in the morning, sometimes after a couple of cups of coffee to kind of rehydrate myself. And they're also great for running and things like that. They make this powdered mix that's a hydration multiplier. And if you use code Chase the Summit, all one word, at Liquid IV's website, which is linked in the show notes down below, you can actually get a huge discount off your order. So go check that out. And with all of that out of the way, we're going to dive right into this episode of the podcast with Mark Lewis. All right, Mark. Thanks for joining me, man. I really appreciate you uh, carving the time out of your day. I know you're, uh, you're a busy guy. No, no, no problem at all. Um, for, for the listener, um, we're going to talk about YouTube a lot today, my man, because <laughs> you know, you know, the struggles, um, yes, I, for, I do. <laughs> for, for the listener, can you give me like a, uh, a, I don't know, a two minute intro to what your channel is and what you want it to be? Uh, yeah. It, what is it? It's, um. I mean, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of become what it is. I never really set out for it to be. Uh, actually, let, let me go back. So I started it just as a means of um, me kind of putting holiday uh, videos somewhere other than them just kind of getting lost in my Dropbox file for, for the next hundred years. So it was it was just that. It was just so I could say to family, "Here's me on holiday." <laughs> and it did it, 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 literally that it, it was nothing more than that um and then i started recording some spartan races i was doing and 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 people that i didn't know started watching so it, basically not my mum was, was watching <laughs> <laughs> and i thought oh my god that's incredible like four people have watched my spartan <laughs> race and i don't know who those four people are which which is which is staggering um and then five and six and seven and so on. And 
And then we got to the start of COVID and I was stuck in the garage uh, working out in the house uh, and started filming my Zwift races on the, on the indoor bike. And lots of people, relatively speaking, liked watching that. And suddenly I thought, oh, this is not only are now 100 people watching, but this is now making like a dollar a month, uh, which is... <laughs> Which is insane. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I suddenly thought the, the fact that I'm I'm making any money, even a dollar, for yeah. just mucking about is mind-boggling. Yeah. And and then it kind of snowballed from there to the point where now it is me um, working out. I, I did a video uh, a, a while ago, maybe a year a bit ago, where I just spoke about how I had got finally to being able to run a sub 20 minute 5k. That for me was the kind of the turning point on for YouTube where I mm. spoke about how I, I'd achieved this thing, which is not a leap by, by any means at all. You know, hey man, that's a leap in my book. I still can't crack 20 <laughs> minutes, so you're good. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. If you take a hundred randoms off the street, then then I'm probably faster than 99 of them. But, but then <laughs> one, of, one of them will be a 14 year old kid that runs track at school that will destroy me. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I, I kind of coined this this phrase to, to me, which was that I was just above average, and and, um, and I like the fact that I like that. I mean, that that's that's it. If, if you take a random hundred people off the street, I will be faster, fitter, stronger, whatever than them. And you'll always better find people far far better than me. But but I don't care because Joe Bloggs isn't, and. And it dawned on me that actually that wasn't a particularly hard thing for me to have achieved. It, it took time because I didn't really know what I was doing. But nothing that I do physically is something that, that anybody within reason couldn't put their mind to and do within six months, um, depending on where they start. I mean, you know, I'm not, yeah. for example, you know, run, running a 20-minute 5K is a good example. Most human beings, if you're fit and healthy, or you can get yourself fit and healthy, um, and you're not particularly old. I mean, I started at 35 and not being yeah. able to run. I, yeah, my, my, my 5K was 42 minutes when I started. Uh, you just you plod away at it, and you'll get to 20 minutes eventually if you really focus on it. So that became the channel. It just became, hey, look, no matter where you are at the moment, uh, put a bit of effort in, a bit more than most do, and you'll end up being a bit better than most, and here's me doing just that not being elite, not being the best by any stretch, because there's plenty of people on YouTube doing that or saying that already. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, just there aren't many sort of nearly 50-year-old guys saying, uh, my kids are now old <clears throat> or older, I have time on my hands, I've got a bit of money to buy tech and gadgets and stuff. Um, there isn't that, there isn't many people on YouTube filling that space. But there's obviously a ton of people in that space, in, 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 out in the real world. There's a load of you. You go to any 10K run, local fun run, and it'll be full of guys in their 40s and 50s and, and, and girls, uh, yeah. ladies, women, um, people that are, are getting back into exercise or, or never stopped, but are, but are no longer as good as they would have been when they were 20, but still wanting to push themselves uh, or, or wondering where they will get if they do push themselves. And when they jump on the internet and, and look for inspiration, it isn't always that forthcoming. They, you know, you, if you Google YouTube fitness, you're probably going to get some 20-something 
uh, jacked guy that that never sets foot outside the squat rack. Hey, hey, and, let me stop and, you there because if you <laughs> flex your arm right now, it's uh, you got some you got some guns there. So well, yeah, but but uh, yeah, I mean yeah, but 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 that's that's um, that's actually a good point, sort of. I do, but it's of no value, uh, really. <laughs> it, it doesn't help me in anything that I do. Um, really, I mean, I, I, I've got into high rocks lately, which has a bit of strength involved. But, but equally, well, actually, here's a perfect example. Um, he won't mind me saying it. Um, the, the guy that beat me in my age group at the high rocks event I ran at in London uh, a few weeks ago was a much lighter, much weaker um, chap that just yeah. outran me, just blew me away couldn't keep up with him so yeah. so yeah I, i'm my, my photographs from the high rocks event where i look like a monster were awesome <laughs> um i i out i out photographed him um yeah. but i didn't beat him um yeah. so so no but i i lift heavy and i and i eat to maintain my size purely for my own childish ego um and also i'm six foot six so if i wasn't It'd be very easy at my height to look very tall and skinny. So I, I, since I was ten years old, I've always tried to avoid that. But but I don't I don't set out to be big and jacked for the for the for the sake of it. It doesn't. Sure. And the older I've got, the more pointless that whole world <laughs> seems yeah. to be to me. Yeah, um, it's funny because I, I used to be really into heavy lifting as well. And I'm for reference, I'm five foot six, so I'm I'm a small fella compared to you. And I was 200, I was like 205 at some point. So I was yeah, this big, yeah. big muscle head. And like you said, once you lean down, uh, you know, you don't look like you're like too big that you can't, I mean, obviously you're running a sub 20 minute 5k. So I think you're yeah. doing all right. But I, once I leaned down, I felt like, wow, this is a uh, life changing. I can actually run and I don't feel like I'm lugging around like cinder blocks with me. So, yeah. Absolutely, I, I I love that feeling that I can jump out of my chair now and I could I could go run a marathon or or yeah. I could run a run a mile or I could walk in the gym and 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 just about get a, a yeah two hundred kilo deadlift off the floor maybe uh, but I don't <laughs> I don't I don't need in fact a good example I worked out yesterday I was doing I was doing deadlifts yesterday uh, but because of my high rocks event which involves things like farmers carry I need to work on my grip. So for deadlifting, rather than what I would have done in the past, which would have been go really heavy and uh, and just yeah, just pick heavy stuff off the floor. Instead, I think I dropped the weight down to uh, what was it, 180 kilos maybe, which is um, yeah, it's not even two times my body weight. I'm 100 kilo body weight, uh, but I was doing really super slow reps. Um, I think the entire set took me about a minute 30, and basically I was just trying to hold on to this thing as long as possible. Uh, and and so that for me, not only do I lift reasonably heavy, I was able to hold it for a long time. I, I when I put it down, I was able to jump on the treadmill and run a, and run a, a three forty five kilometer. That all round ability is something that I value now at forty eight. Yeah. Way way more than I did at twenty at twenty eight. I, I would have I wouldn't have gone on a treadmill, and I wouldn't yeah. have like why would you go on a treadmill when you're twenty eight? <laughs> Yeah. What's the point of that? So, me, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving the all round. Sort of, yeah. Let me uh, back up a little bit to the beginning of your YouTube channel. I think I saw in a video, it was one of your, it was one of your recent videos where you 
kind of answered questions from your viewers. And I found a lot of your answers very fascinating. As somebody on YouTube myself, um, I, I hear a lot of similar questions. Um, but one thing I found really fascinating was the reason why I asked how you started your channel is you mentioned that you only started it to essentially beat your kid. <laughs> well, that, that was the, that was the reason I literally, yeah, that was why I literally, the day I set up the account was that. So, so basically I was, I had, I had booked to go to South Africa on a motorbike with my wife, uh, uh, fiance at the time, Jenna, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to video this. And I'd, I'd done Africa before on a motorbike solo, and I'd done it with a couple of GoPros. And I'd come back from that with hours and hours of footage that was useless. Well, not useless, but it was boring. It was kind of classic motorcycle footage, which is someone puts a helmet cam on, and yeah. they film for two hours. And then they kind of show their friends, and their friends <laughs> are like, yeah, yeah, okay, we, we've seen four, <laughs> four minutes of the desert. I don't, we don't need to see the other three hours. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go back. I'm going to film better. I, I, I want to. I want to film me off the bike, talking to camera. I want to. I want to make a little movie out of this. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking to my kid, who then was 11, and he said, "Oh, you should. You should put it on YouTube." Uh, and I said, "I don't. I don't know what that even means. I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I literally don't know what that means." I, at the time, I obviously knew what YouTube was, but the only reason I would ever go to YouTube was if my I don't know, maybe my washing machine broke and I, I want a tutorial <laughs> how to fix it. That, to me, was what YouTube was. It wasn't for entertainment. Yeah. And he said, he goes, oh, I've got a YouTube, I've got a YouTube account and, um, and I put a video uh, online and, um, and a thousand people have watched it. And I thought, well, that means it must be easy because, because, <laughs> because there's no way he'd possibly be able to do anything remotely entertaining. So whatever he... <laughs> Whatever he'd stuck up there must have been rubbish, and therefore it must be easy to watch. Uh, that get a thousand people. Um, and I said, I said, well, nothing you do is creative and entertaining, so that must be easy to be. And he said, well, let's see you try. So I asked him to set up an account for me because I didn't know how to do that. He he set up my account September eleventh, two thousand eighteen, and then I said, oh, how do I how do I go from owning a GoPro? to putting something on the internet uh i literally knew nothing absolutely nothing i knew how to i knew how to hit start on a gopro and i now knew how to log into my own youtube account and i knew nothing in the middle and so i watched a bunch of youtube tutorials on how to be a youtuber uh, <laughs> i was watching i was watching a lot of casey neistat stuff oh me too um, i loved that back in the day right. so good so yeah i which was good and bad. I mean, the good bit was that I discovered that he used, uh, I was a PC guy, so I, I thought I need to use Apple because the guy's using iMacs and stuff. He's using Final Cut Pro. Um, I didn't know what these things were, but I knew he was using them. So I, I went out and bought them. I, I literally just went out and bought everything I thought I might need. If Casey Neistat used it, I went and bought it. And then on the plane to South Africa, I had downloaded a bunch of videos and I watched just 10 hours of tutorials on how to use Final Cut Pro. Had a, nice. I'd, I didn't know what a cut was an edit. What, I knew nothing. I literally knew nothing. <laughs> um, and by the time I got back from Africa, I knew enough to throw a video together. And it, it wasn't great, but it was um, for a home movie. It was amazing for, yeah. for a YouTube video. It was nothing special. And... And that was it. That was it, really. I, the the case nice that thing is interesting because what I also came back with was a 
Uh, this is the danger of watching others, is that what I've learned to do is watch others. When I see something cool that I want to do, think I want that little bit and I go and learn how to do that little bit and I ignore everything else. What I did in the beginning was I'd watch the entirety of someone's work and think I want to be that. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make kind of Casey Neistat style videos that everyone does. You know, you, you put the camera down elsewhere then you sort of run up to it like you've just arrived and it, yeah. all that kind of nonsense. <laughs> And you quickly realize that 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 either one or two things happen. Either you look like somebody else, it looks really derivative and boring, mm. um, or or you, it's just rubbish because you can't do it very well. I mean, the, the, the guy is obviously a, a trained filmmaker, and, I, and I'm not. So what I then discovered was over time, what is it that I do that I can do well rather than learning to do something else well? Mm. And pre pretty quickly... I concluded that actually what I don't want to be doing is what most fitness YouTubers do, which is out and about and kind of talking to camera and all that. I don't want to be doing that because I like I like writing a script. I like creating a, a story arc in my video and then narrating it and kind of taking people on a journey through it. And the out and about footage of me doing something is then is then the backdrop to my commenting on it. Yeah. Um, and I can do that quite okay. That's the bit I enjoy. So I thought, actually, I'll do that. And the fact that no one else is doing that, everyone else is starting their uh, their fitness YouTube video by, you know, here's me in the gym holding the camera and talking to camera. Uh, I thought, I can't do that. I don't, I, I, not only would my gym not allow it, um, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say. I've got no script. I, I, it doesn't work for me. So I thought, screw it. That's what other people do. I won't do that. I'll sit at my desk. I'll, I'll, I'll have a script, I'll write some jokes, um, and, and, I'll, and I'll try and make it funny. And then more and more people started saying, hey, your videos are really funny. Uh, and I thought, oh, that's, um, that's, that's cool. That's actually quite, I, I was, in a way, what I realized was that if someone says it's funny, they forget about whether or not they're interested in it. So what was happening was that the people that liked my cycling stuff when I showed them a running video that they would not necessarily be interested in, were saying, do you know what? I, I, I hate running. I'm never going to run. But man, that was a funny video. Yeah. And I sort of thought, oh, this is, this is it. This is what I need to do. I need to just, yeah. um, if I just make everything funny, people will watch anything, anything I want to do. So I can do high rocks. I can do rowing. I can do running. I can do, um, I can talk about being a vegan. Here's one. I can talk about being a vegan. And as long as it's funny, um, people that want to just, you know, whatever, go and eat your own dog. I, I don't really care. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. You can be the most carnivorous person out there. If the guy's funny, the guy's funny. You're going you're gonna to find it entertaining. Whereas if I just sit down and say, hey, everyone should be a vegan and, you know, don't eat your dog. That's naughty. People would, would not that would be put off by that. So the, the funny thing just allowed me to, yeah, sort of spread my subject matter really wide and bring people with me because they'd um they, they just end up watching because they were watching me which which is an amazing place to have got to so, so i mean you know it's, it's the, the the dream isn't it really is that people yeah. will watch your video because you're in it yeah i think that's your the content i think that might be your secret sauce though is you've got this balance of being very relatable i mean just as i get four kids i'm 
closing in on 40. So I'm watching you like, oh, there is hope. I can do this. You know what I mean? Um, A little bit. So, yeah. So I, I think there's this like relatable nature to your content. It's funny. It's, um, you know, it's motivational. It's got a lot of these elements that find, I, you know, I don't care about Zwift personally. And I watch, I've watched some of your, your, your Zwift stuff. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And I think the biggest, to your point, the biggest compliment you can get being on YouTube, like for me, I get someone who watches a watch review and they're like, I don't even want to watch, but I liked your video. So I watched it and I'm yeah. like, that is awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. You know, absolutely. Um, or, the, or the other way around where somebody watches your watch review because they're just interested in a watch. Yeah. But they think this guy was cool. What else is he doing? Oh, here he is. Whatever. Kayaking or something. Yeah. But he's the same funny guy, entertaining guy. I, and, and people then watch that, which is somebody said to me the other day. Uh, where was it? It might have been at a High Rocks event. Someone said to me, "You're like the um, the Jer the Jeremy Clarkson Top Gear. You're, you're oh, like yeah. the kind of yeah, yeah. the top the Top Gear fitness. Like you don't you don't really know what you're doing, but you <laughs> like but you like what you're doing, yeah. and consequently, people will watch whether you're talking about Formula One on NASCAR or driving an old Jeep up a mountain. It doesn't really matter as long as you're doing something. And and I, when I when I first, I'm not a huge fan of Top Gear, so my my gut reaction was. That, that that's not very good but then i thought actually that's that's absolutely perfect i, I i'm happy to be that i'm happy to be the top gear of fitness i <laughs> i don't i don't really know what i'm doing but i know a bit more than most just by the nature of doing it yeah um and uh and yeah if it's funny and entertaining yeah that, that, that's I, I even changed my kind of my youtube banner to say uh motivation and entertainment like that's it this is not advice. This is not do what I do. It's it's yeah. just do you watch a video and think, do you know what? I had a laugh. I now want to go for a run or a walk or a or not eat that cake or whatever whatever it is that you're motivated yeah. to do. It's also less less risky because now you're not giving advice where somebody goes and follows your training plan and then hurts themselves and now you're accountable. <laughs> so it's yeah. nice to be that middle ground, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I have no, uh, it also means that I can do what I like within reason. I mean, I, some of the, the the challenges that I might do or, or, or the, even things like being a vegan, which I appreciate is a, it's out there. It's, it's, there's not, it's, it's kind of on the periphery of what the norm of people are doing, but it doesn't matter because I'm not saying to people be a vegan or row or, or even go for a run. Um, I'm just saying, this is what I'm doing to be fit and healthy. You now go do what you want to do to be fit and healthy. If you want to be a running vegan that also deadlifts, cool. Then then copy me. Well, you know why not? But equally, yeah. you don't have to be. You can be a you, know, you can be a carnivorous cyclist that, that doesn't know what a gym looks like. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, which allows me to be uh, to, to, in simple terms, just allows me to have more people watching, uh, irrespective of what I'm talking about. I'm not the cycling guy or the running guy or the uh or, yeah I'm, I'm just the the funny guy the guy which in the guy <laughs> yeah yeah in a way yeah which is which i which i'd always wanted to be but couldn't figure out how to do it yeah and then and then just discovered that actually it's just just telling some jokes every now and again seems to we've gotten uh, we've gotten 22 minutes into this and i haven't even congratulated you on 100k that's a huge accomplishment how does that feel does that change I'm curious just for my own, you know, I'm driving to that direction. I'm trying to get there. Does it change your perspective on what this is that you're doing? Does it make it, does the, does it add more pressure to the whole thing? 
No, hundred didn't really. No, Od- oddly, probably twenty thousand did, because at, at, at fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand, it suddenly becomes apparent that there are now enough people clicking. Yes, I want to see more. Yeah. That that it's not. You can't just put it down to a thousand weirdos. that that slipped and accidentally hit subscribe they didn't mean to there's enough people now saying that this is this works the only if you have 20,000 anybody out there if you've got 20,000 subscribers and and you've got them over a reasonably sensible period of time you you haven't you haven't been at it for you know 15 years or something yeah then 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 you are the only thing holding you back is is enough people seeing you um and and you're, that's slightly outside of your control. You, that people will click on you because twenty thousand have. They just need to see you to click on you. And so once I realised that, I just relaxed a bit and thought a hundred thousand will come, or, or fifty or whatever it was, whatever I was heading towards. And then to be fair, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 came so quickly that. Um, I didn't really have time to think about it. It became very obvious that I was going to hit 100,000 in May or June back in February or March. So you had some, you uh, had some videos pop off like that Elliot Kipchoge video. That was that, huge, man. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Super I, entertaining. I had, That's why it was like fun yeah. to watch. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> well, what was, what was funny about it was it took so I literally me and my kid, but one of my older kids, we said, um, we, We'd seen a few similar sort of videos where people. I'm always fascinated about how there is a gulf of difference between uh, good and really good. Yeah. Um, I used to play basketball as a kid, and people would say to me, "Oh, well, you're probably you know dunking all over the place because you're six six. I was like, "Hang on a minute, that you don't <laughs> understand when you, you know, what what whatever LeBron James is doing. That that's a different thing to just a tall person that can play it, but people." Unless you are in that sport, people don't get it. Um, and I'd got good enough at running that I knew what Elliot Kachogi was doing was staggeringly good. Um, whereas people that are slower runners might look at me and almost put me not in with Elliot Kachogi, but just think, oh, you're all fast. And I wanted to demonstrate, no, I'm I'm fast, but he's alien I mean, superhuman uh, yeah <laughs> yeah literally and, and so i like the idea of just saying look here's me on a treadmill here's me jogging at the speed i used to jog at when i was starting to run you might recognize this 40 this is a 40 minute park run jog that's what it looks like and took it all the way up to i'm running as fast as he runs and i'm you know two minutes i'm dead um and it took it took 15 minutes in the gym to do it literally i kind of got home and i had this 15 minutes of footage and thought um i now need to write uh 10 minutes of funniness to go along with this because because this yeah. is just me on a treadmill this is this is lame uh and then yeah boom it goes and does two million views uh and, and got picked up by you know all the kind of online men's health magazines it kind oh of, wow i didn't know that yeah wow. yeah a few a few a few of the online uh, like when you're scrolling through your facebook and you see youtubers videos just kind of thrown at you mine ended up being one of those um in fact, what was amazing was that on Men's Health Online magazine, I featured on their website underneath an article about Stallone, which that <laughs> you asked about the hun- well, yeah, you asked about the hundred k thing. To be honest, having featured on an article about Stallone, and, and then below me was Jessica Biel's workout. Oh um, wow! 
I kind of thought I've reached peak amazingness. Like <laughs> the hundred K is going to be just like, yeah, whatever. Um, so, so that was really good. And, and also what was quite nice was that it was, it was the third video that had blown up, but what had happened was they'd all been relative to where I was at. So for example, in Christmas of 2020, I had a video do really well, which is me falling off my Zwift bike, bizarrely. <laughs> um, when I say do really well, it got a couple of thousand people watch it almost immediately. And I was used to getting maybe a hundred over a couple of days. So relative terms, that was staggering numbers. And then the following year, I did a, a little transition video about how I'd ridden the bike in the garage for 500 days and how good I got. It was a kind of before and after thing. And again, that went and did a couple of hundred thousand views when I was used to getting maybe 2,000 views. So, and then the Kipchoge thing again. So, so every time those videos have got bigger and bigger, but they've always been relative to where I was at at the time, if that, if that makes sense. My, yeah. my, 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 my popping off videos became big, even relative to still doing quite well. Um, it felt like, which was nice, because it felt like a, there was a kind of a natural progression happening rather than I just got staggeringly lucky on day one, something had done really well, and, and it wasn't going to be indicative of what was to come. I, I, I kind of felt like, actually, no, this is, I've got very, very lucky, but it's also moving in, it, you know, you can plot the trajectory and it does it does appear that it makes sense that more people would now be watching because more people would start watching. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that threw the numbers. Um, but what was nice was it, it threw the numbers up, obviously, and you always, when a video pops off, you always get a downturn that follows. It all settles back to normal. But every time it settles back, what I found was that it wouldn't ever settle back to where it had been prior to a video uh, blowing up. So I, I, you, you kind of take four steps up and then two steps back and then 10 steps up and three steps back. And then when the Kipchoge video happened, it went up to... Yeah, I was getting you know, millions of views in a month. It kind of then settled back to one and a half million a month now. Um, so it's always settled back much higher than where it was before it blew up, which again yeah. is nice. If a video just goes crazy and then it all disappears, which yeah. happens to some people, then you're just there thinking the algorithm kind of um, uh, over-exaggerated how, how good I might be, as it were, or how lucky I might be. Uh, but but it felt it felt yeah it, was, it felt it felt quite natural in terms of its progression. Um, but yeah, I was equally I was lucky. Um, yeah, it helped. Yeah. I, so I got a couple of more YouTube questions, and then we'll move into. I'm not sure how many people even care about this stuff, but I do, and this is my podcast, so I'm going to ask them anyways. Yeah. Um, so you is this your job now? Have you made that transition yet, or are you still working that day job? Uh, it is. I regard it as my job. If people if people ask me, um, I, I I say YouTuber. I say YouTuber slightly because it's just funny as yeah. a nearly fifty year old guy <laughs> just to say I'm a YouTuber. Hey man, I have a hard um, time saying it myself, and I'm only like yeah. forty, so. <laughs> but 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 I am. I mean, I, it is now full time. Um, I, I still have basically. I, I work still in financial services. I have a financial services business that that I've run for nearly thirty years. Oh wow! Uh, and it's it, it's being it's being it's being transitioned to somebody else. It's being sold in, in in slightly simple terms. That's a process that takes time. So by July, August, it will be complete, and I will have nothing other than YouTube at the moment. I'm literally wow. doing a, I'm doing YouTube full time, and having to work full time on the 
transition of that other business to, to someone new. So I'm doing two jobs basically. But uh, but yeah, as of July, August at the latest, it, it'll be YouTube and nothing else. Now I'm curious, <laughs> do you think that's going to change how you come up with ideas and film? Because like once, once it's your money, once it's your mortgage payment and your bills, it's a different look at views and clicks, right? Because you're not going to do stuff for just for fun. You might, but I feel like that's the struggle. A lot of people face when they make that transition is, um, do you still have fun? Do you, are you still enjoying it? Or are you just looking to, to get that paycheck at the end of the month? Um, there's two sides to that. One side of it is that, that, um, I've been very lucky with my other job, um, in that it, it, it gave me a, a good income, which allowed me to, to do YouTube in the first place and, and yeah. invest in and invest into it. Um, you know, the, the kit isn't cheap if you do it yeah. um, at a reasonable level. And and when that business is gone, uh, there will be residual income that, that comes in off of that. I I, I am I can't I, I couldn't quite live on it, but equally YouTube will not be my only money, even though it'd be my only job. Oh no. Nice. I appreciate that's a very lucky um place to be that, that not everyone obviously gets to benefit from so that that's nice having said that i when when youtube got to about thirty thousand subscribers and i realized that there was a possibility it could make enough money that it would be more than a hobby i decided to start treating it like a proper job uh then so actually the it's it's felt for a while now like a proper job. I I I I sit down with my wife every couple of days and we plow out what what good video ideas we can come up with and we we made sure that we got on top of things like Patreon and Instagram and Facebook and our own website and and um, I, I do this with my sport. In fact, actually, my 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 stupidly expensive triathlon bike behind me is a good example of this. <laughs> when I when I decided I was going to do triathlon, which I'd never done before, uh, I went and bought a stupidly expensive spaceship carbon fiber bike. And people said to me, that's daft. That, that, why would you, you're a beginner. Why would you do that? I said, well, hang on. Is it faster? Is it better? It's all those things. Yes, but. Well, there's no but then. If that's the best thing, that's the best thing. You know what? It makes yeah. no sense. In some sports, there are things, for example, I've done a bit of rock climbing at a very beginner level. And when I went to buy the fanciest rock climbing shoes, the guy said, you won't be able to wear them. Uh, you need beginner shoes. There's a reason yeah. why. Yeah. But but actually- And they hurt like, like hell, man. Those shoes. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so there are, there are some sports where the top end kit just doesn't work for a beginner. But as a beginner, I sat on my spaceship bike and I could cycle <laughs> it faster than any other bike I'd better cycle. So I, I, people, people, use the, people use the phrase, all the gear, no idea. To sort of put down beginners that throw money or, or, or so they, I use the phrase uh, "start as you mean to go on." You know, yeah. do I want to be good at triathlon? Uh, yeah, then then get a good bike. So the same with YouTube. I thought, do I want to do this properly? Yes. Then I then I do need a camera that can film in four K, and I do need um, to get decent. Uh, I've got multiple screens here for editing faster. Um, mm -hmm. I need to have a whiteboard to put ideas on and basically treat it like a job. So actually the transition to full-time and nothing else to think about is purely positive. It comes with no stress or worry because I've been doing it. The, the, the beautiful thing will be that 
all I need to think about is coming up with cool ideas that yeah. I enjoy doing. I just won't have to do anything else. Uh, and I, I think I've now come to terms with where my ideas balance things I like to do and am proud of doing and, and, and feel when I, when I hit upload, think, yeah, good, I, li- I like that. And also, and people will like that too. Um, it, it's, it's very easy. It's very, it's very easy now, to produce kind of clickbaity nonsense <laughs> that, that I wouldn't feel happy producing yeah. but would know would get views. I could do it once or twice. I couldn't do that for the next 10 years. Now, where do but you... I, th- I think I've got the balance. Where do you draw, where do you find um, your, where do you come up with those ideas? Where's that motivation come from? Do you whiteboard it out? Do you have a notepad where you just jot things down or how do you, what's your workflow like? Yeah, I have literally that. I have a, a little, if I downloaded just the other day, a little notes app on my, on my iMac that shares itself to my iPhone and, and all my iDevices and to Jenna, my wife's as well. Oh, cool. And when we come up, when we come up with an idea, we just put it into this shared um, app. Uh, it's kind of like notes, basically, and and then every couple of days we'll sit down and we'll move those ideas around relative to where they need to be produced, and and those where those ideas come from, they come from um, really three places. They come from following what we're doing with our lives. So at the moment, for example, Jenna and I are both training for high rocks competitions. So that involved the other day a VO2 max test. I've been to be off to London and did these tests, Dexafat scans and stuff. I saw so your uh, I saw your Instagram post of her sharing some sentiments about how she felt about that particular test. <laughs> well, it, it was yeah, and and she didn't enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and and interestingly, that's my after this. That's my video is putting is putting the because actually it's interesting what I have from that day is an hour's footage of us running on a treadmill. And that's pretty much it. What I now need to do today is write a story that that then becomes uh, the backdrop to. Uh, and, and actually what you say there, her sentiments about it, interestingly, how she felt about the test, as you'll see when the video comes up, is, is the angle. Like I always, I don't like to just say, here's what happened. In yeah. fact, how, how many videos are just, you know, I train like the rock and here's what happened. Yeah. I don't like, I, I like, I like to have a story. This is, this is Casey Neistat stuff. This is, this is, um, set up conflict resolution. This is, yeah. If you're watching a TV show, you want that arc and YouTube yeah. should be the same. So I have that, that narrative arc for the video, which is, and actually comes down to her not enjoying it and how that impacted on the results. So, so there's those things happen, things that just happen in our day-to-day life of being fitnessy people that we film, they become videos. Um, then there are, uh, I get sent a lot of kit. You're, you're, you're no. When you, when you, as soon as you, as soon as you have any followers on YouTube, people want to send you kit, and the more followers you get, the more quality the kit becomes. Yep. So. On day one, I'd get very excited because numerous companies would send me typically um, Chinese copies of of kit that <laughs> yeah. I, mean, the, 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 I could have. I could have fourteen hundred Chinese massage guns if I wanted. Oh yeah, um, that, that all look like probably an American or British made Chinese massage gun that, that the pattern wasn't quite locked down on. So, <clears throat> and I I ignore all that because I I, I, you know, I don't I don't want to be selling um 
rubbish. Yeah. But what's happened lately is that companies have started saying to me, uh, hey, here's actually actually a really interesting product. Uh, or what's been amazing is I've seen a really interesting product and thought, that looks really cool. And I'll email them and say, hey, you know, don't you know who I am? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then bonkers, they just send me them. I mean, it, it is. And so we have just, we have literally just put in our app. We are going to have a video that comes up on, on Wednesdays every now and again called... Um, what did I get sent Wednesday? And it's basically going to be the latest cool thing that someone sent me. And is it any good? Is it not? And, and so, for example, the other day I got sent some goggles for swimming that have a head-up display in them that tells you what your watch is. I mean, cool. Super cool, um, yeah. <laughs> so lots of, things, lots of things like that that are just cool. So that obviously forms a video. Uh, and I'm very careful to only put stuff on YouTube that is either stuff that I love using and, and just stand behind like my Garmin watch and stuff like that, yep. or stuff that I just think is just damn cool. Um, uh, and, and, and who wouldn't want to see goggles with a head-up display? In them? I mean, that's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what I try and avoid doing is anything that's kind of too product placement-y and yeah. just kind of nasty commercial stuff. I think my, um, my favorite so far is I got an email last week about a hair dryer. Take, take a look. <laughs> a smart hair dryer. What is funny is when those companies email you and they say stuff like, we've watched all your videos and we think you'd be great. And, and you, think, you think, really? Have you watched my videos? <laughs> I'm not so sure because I don't think I do want to advertise your bracelet or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, so, 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 that, so that happens. And then the third, the third thing is, is just video ideas that I think are a little bit kind of YouTube-y. Uh, and that's stuff like the how fast am I relative to William Kachogi or, or Steve Regray, the rower, or Bradley Wiggins. I've got one coming up on how fast or how fit am I compared to NBA players. We're going to take some of the NBA combine results. Um, and, and you know, so, so they're very YouTube-y, um, but also they're genuinely interesting and informative. I mean, it is... It is, it is interesting. You know, when people watch someone like Steve Redgrave rowing at the Olympics, you know, they, they just think, oh, yeah, he's, he's rowing. I mean, anybody big could do that. And, I, and I, it's interesting to say, hang on a minute, I'm bigger than he is. He's, <laughs> yeah. he, he's destroying me. Uh, again, I find that entertaining, but also um, an educational stretching it, but informative. Um, yeah. so, so they're the three things. Just what are we doing with our lives? What cool stuff have I been sent? And, and and then dipping our toe into the slightly more YouTube-y world, but but pulling back from going full hog and doing a kind of you know I trained like Chris Hemsworth for ten minutes and 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 ate the rocks pancakes. Here's what happened. Yeah, I, 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 there's a market for it, and if, if you're doing it and it's working for you, good. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't float my boat. As it were. You you touched on um, rock climbing a little bit there, though. But I, I'm curious. I mean, I know you ride a bike. I know you run, um, which we'll talk about more in a minute, because I'm mainly a runner and I have some questions. Yeah. But do you do you do anything else that people may not assume from you, like rock climbing, ice climbing, rowing? You know, any of that stuff. I, I unfortunately I don't do as much as I'd love to do. I mean, I got I got a couple of kayaks in the garden that, that I haven't been on for been in for a year i, I love kayaking um i i do a little bit of indoor rock climbing because of my spartan races which involves monkey bars and stuff I, i'm i weigh 220 so i'm too heavy for monkey bars really so i started doing indoor climbing to improve my grip strength 
Um, so what, what happens with those sorts of sports is I, I tend to think, what do I lack? What, 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 yeah, if the zombie apocalypse starts tomorrow, <laughs> where, where am I weak? Um, I, you know, could, I, could I climb up a mountain to escape them? No, <clears throat> I probably should go and do some rock climbing. That sounds fun. I, li- I like to just make sure I can do a bit of everything. I mean, for example, I'm going to do some boxing this year. Oh, boy. Um, I'd hate to be the I've guy never, on the other end. <laughs> well, you, you say that. I've never boxed anything or anybody ever in my life. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time I was ever in a fight. Probably when I was about 13. Um, I don't even remember how it ended, so that, that's a long time ago. But I, but I love the idea. And you hear, don't you, hear all the time, boxers are so fit. And, you, you know, I'm a huge Rocky fan. Um, and he's running all the time. And I think, how can those guys be running and be so big? Are they as fit as they look? Or... I, I, I'm, again, I'm fascinated by that. How fit are they? So take someone that is reasonably fit in traditional things like running and cycling, mm. stick them in a boxing session. So for me, that's just interesting. Hopefully people will find it interesting. And it, it's another tick box. Can I box? No, I can't box, but I'll be better at boxing than I was the day before. The, the real question the is, <laughs> are, are we going to get to see Mark Lewis get his ass kicked on his own YouTube channel? Yeah. Well... <laughs> What was interesting was a lot, of, a lot of people said to me, you can't do a boxing video and, and demonstrate what you're going to demonstrate, which is that it's, it's physically enduring because yeah. the physical enduring part of it is getting punched. Um, you know, just going and skipping in a gym isn't going to test. And I thought, oh, you've missed the point. I want to go and get punched within reason. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I understand that um, – the thing that makes boxing tough is uh, maintaining your composure and controlling your adrenaline while getting, you know, the Tyson quote, isn't it? Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. Um, so while I don't want to be uh, disfigured in any in any uh, meaningful <laughs> way, I want to know what it feels. I mean, it's quite funny. As a 48-year-old um, father of four, grandfather, uh, I've got no idea what it is like to get someone smack you in the ribs Um and someone big, because I'm assuming I'm a heavyweight, um, super heavyweight probably. What's that like to have a big guy punch you and still have to bounce around? I, that's why I learned. That's why I learned how to run to get the hell out of there if anything bad happens. You know. Yeah, but what if you get cornered? Yeah, you're not you're not thinking it through. That's rock rock climbing, rock climbing. Then you go up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm just I just I, I would be annoyed if those zombies come and I'm and I can't get out and I I have to now box and I've never done it. Um, I don't want the first person I fight to be a zombie. I want to have uh, at least prepared somewhat. Yeah, uh, good point. Beforehand. Good yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, these these are valuable so, life lessons. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious about your uh, running. So I've seen, I think you've run a, f- a 100K. Is that right? Or is it a 50, 50K? That's, that's my furthest. I've done, okay. I've done three or four 50Ks. Uh, I've done one 100K. Um, I, I'm not, a, I'm not um, a natural runner. I started running at 35 years of age when I weighed about 340. Wow. Um, so I say started running. I started moving quicker than walking. <laughs> um, it wasn't it wasn't running by any description uh and basically lost weight and got quicker so i went from like a 42 minute park run 5k to to, to, to 1906 or something um so 5k suits me i'm not an ideal 5k runner obviously i, I don't look like mo farah um but it but it suits my mentality i like the i like those 20 minute windows ride to yeah. sink for 20 minutes 
I'm not going to die. Let's just go balls to the wall. Let's you know push it as hard as possible. Um, it's why I love the VO2 max test I did with Jen the other day. She hated it. I loved it. In my head, when that treadmill was getting steeper and steeper, and my pulse is going up, I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking I'm Ivan Drago in Rocky Four when the treadmill's <laughs> going up and up. That to me is what's happening. I love I love that 20 minute window. So 5k I love. And I've recently started doing some shorter distances, doing some 400 meter stuff on track. I love that. I'm going to do more of that this summer. As soon as you go beyond 5K, uh, I'm I'm becoming less and less comfortable, um, but still enjoy it. I do enjoy being able to go and run 20 miles. I run in the Welsh mountains sometimes, and I love that feeling of well, you're a runner, of just being able to know that your body can just keep doing what you're doing. It's it's yeah. uh, I never. I never used to have that feeling as a, as a younger person, just lifting all the time. But when you're running across a mountain and you just know that um, you might have hours to go yet, miles and miles to go, but it doesn't matter. Your body can just do it. You just keep on going. Uh, I find that an incredibly, um, it sounds very pompous and silly to say it, but it, it kind of feels like I'm doing what my body was designed to do. Yeah. It feels very... Very primal, that's the word I was looking for. It, especially yeah. when I'm running through the woods and stuff. If I'm running off-road with my dog through the woods, it just feels like um, you could put me back 10,000 years and and that would be a value there. In a way, yeah. actually, that many things like the guys that are you know, massive and jacked, you put them back 10,000 years, uh, they would just get eaten by a bear. There, there is, <laughs> it has very, has very little value. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I find running uh, distance, which I'm not great at, just incredibly uh, yeah, therapeutic and I can think. Um, I, I love the feeling of it. 100K is probably getting to <laughs> – that stops happening at 100K. Um, yeah. I, I, start, I start thinking, <laughs> this sucks. But, um, but the, the reason I do the 100K is it's fun for YouTube. I mean, it is, it is – um, that, that's, uh, that's a nod to people who just like to see someone um, – in trouble. Have you ever considered anything longer than 100K or is that where you're kind of capping it for now? Yeah, I wanted, my, my before I did the 100K, my, my plan was to run 100 miles um, because, uh, just because 100 miles sounds like, a, well, when you say to people 100K, especially Americans, they'll often go, oh, what's that in, in you know, real money? And you go, oh, it's about 60 miles. <laughs> Yeah. And they go, ah, oh, 60 miles, like, oh, whatever. Um, where 100 miles is 100 miles. Everyone knows what 100 miles is. So, but then I did the 100K and thought, screw 100 miles. I mean, this is, yeah. this is, this is nuts. I mean, in my 100K, which was pan flat, took me uh, 15 plus hours um, and, and destroyed my body. I mean, I, I have it, the same event coming up in September this year. And you must be excited. <laughs> After you just uh, said you got destroyed, you're gonna <laughs> you followed that up with, well, it's coming up again. Well, well, because because I went into it wanting to run 14 hours. I'd been told if you do this particular event in 14 hours, um, it's along the Thames Path, River Thames, so it's out of London, basically towards where I live, in the direction of where I live, uh, and obviously running on the river, so it's flat and it's it's a lovely run, but it's not very it's not very challenging. I'd been told 14 hours is a good time. It's the equivalent of a 20-minute park run. In it's like, oh, you did it in 14 hours? You're not too bad at all. So I set off with a target of 14. 
and very, very quickly realized I wasn't going to make 14. So I set, I reset to 15. And I, this sounds ridiculous. Having just said this very simple run, I got lost on that run. I, 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 there's a crossing over a bridge and I didn't, I missed the crossing. Oh, no. And 2K, 2K passed it. I had to come back. I mean, it was a whole disaster. I was channeling my inner David Goggins to get over the whole <laughs> experience. It wasn't working. So I ended up hitting 100K on my Garmin at exactly two seconds before 15 hours. But because I'd gone wrong, had 4K still to go and was dead. So basically almost walked that last bit, ended up doing nearer 16 hours. So, and it annoyed me, it annoyed me, I'd gone off too fast. Basically, I think had I known what I now know about running 100K, I could have run that 100K in 14 hours. Mm. So, my, so my plan this year, <laughs> this is why I said to people, don't do what I do. Uh, I'm not going to train for it. I'm not going to train for the 100K. I'm going to train for my high rocks event, which involves lots of 1K intervals. I mean, it's a complete opposite style of training. Yeah. Because I believe that I am fit enough without training for it to just turn up at the 100K, run it really sensibly, knowing my limitations, which basically means run it really slow at the beginning, but hold that pace and come in at sub 14 hours. So I'm, I'm excited to see if what I think would have happened if I'd run it right will happen. Uh, almost training for it would be cheating in a way because, of course, if I train for it, I'll be better. I want to see if I was good enough last time but just did it badly, ran, ran it wrong, as it were. Oh, man, uh, I have I already have so many clickbait titles for that video. You've got, uh, I ran 100K without training. I've, uh, what it's like to run 100K without training. It's Oh, it's going to yeah. blow up. You're good. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I ran 100K about training again. Again, um, there you go. Dot, dot, yeah. dot. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, it's stupid. I mean, don't, don't, don't try this at home um, because it is a long way. I mean, it, not, yeah, not, it is. not kidding. It's that when you are, uh, when you are running uh, into the night uh, and you are completely exhausted along a river, no less, that there were, there were literally times where I was thinking, I am going to black out. I, I need to, um, I had to keep my head very still as I was running because literally if I turned my head too fast, my blood sugar levels were so low that oh, I, would, wow. I, would get, I would get dizzy. I was literally on the verge of passing out. In fact, the very last Marshall station as I left to go past the Marshall, um, I was literally practicing before I ran past them in the dark a sentence. I forget what my sentence was. So I'm like, hey, nice night for a run or something sort of oh, joking. Wow. I thought practice the sentence because if they ask me something and I have to think of an answer, my brain won't be able to do it and they'll say to me you're you're toast mate you stop yeah. you're gonna get you an ambulance so i kind of jog past and hey nice night for a run and they were like yes <laughs> it is and off i went to the dark and as i ran past them and I then you thinking, fell over oh, in the God. distance <laughs> yeah almost i'm thinking just keep i remember there was somebody ahead of me i could see the red of their rear head torch i just remember thinking they can't be in the water so follow that red dot um <laughs> don't fall in the river uh, I was literally, I, mean, I was, I was, I was at breaking point. Um, wow. Yeah. It's funny when people, when people it. talk about ultras and they like my wife, for instance, she's never run an ultra. I mean, so I ran an ultra that was, there was two options. There was a 32 miler or a 40 miler. And it, for most people, they're like, well, it's only eight miles more. Like what the heck? Why you might as well do the extra, but they don't realize it's another, 
1,500 feet of elevation gain, and it's another three hours on the trail. And at that point, you had already run 32 miles, so you're very tired. Yeah. And there's a lot more yeah. to it than just that, you know. So from 50, I, you know, 50 go ahead. I was going to say, it's very, the, the, the problems become very exponential as well. So, oh, yeah. so what, what, what happens is, you're right. Like, for example, when you get to the last 5K, you're thinking, well, it's only 5K. I've run 95. I've got 5K to go. That's a park run. It's, but, it, but it's not a park run because you're now doing it with literally zero glycogen reserves. Your, yeah. your body has nothing left. So maybe the K before was okay because you had a tiny bit of energy left. It's a bit like a car running out of petrol and saying, well, we should be fine because we were just fine. Yeah, but you're not. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, something different has happened, and your body does hit walls that people don't encounter in normal life. And when you hit a wall of things like zero glycogen, you you have no fuel. That's it. You are done, and you you just have to wait for your body to burn some fats and provide that energy, and that just doesn't happen quick enough. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen quick enough for you to be stood up? For example, your mm-hmm. body says. Your body says, "Let's lie down, um, where blood pressure doesn't need to be quite so high, and we can, you know, we can basically burn some fats while you're on the floor, unconscious, and and, and we'll keep you alive." That's what your body's trying to do. It's saying that's what fainting is. It's it's get you low, make getting blood to the brain easy, and while you lie there unconscious, we'll burn some fat, and you'll 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 you'll, you'll come back to life. And you're saying, "No, don't do that. Keep me able to run," uh, and, and the body's going, "Well." The, well, there isn't any. There's no. There's nothing to do. There's no no fuel to do that. Um, mm. And you can have as much willpower as you like. If you don't, it's like the car engine. I don't know. Willpower this car with no petrol to work. <laughs> um, do you think there's any was, merit? Do you think there's any merit to the whole? So, like, um, there's a couple of people who have run a hundred miles with no calorie intake. That's uh, all the ketosis talk. Are you ever going to try yeah. that out? Or are you uh, experimenting with that at all? Um, I, I one of the problems I have slightly. I, I did I did a keto diet to lose weight originally, so I got heavily into monitoring whether I was producing ketones and running and, and, and you know, training fasted and ketosis and all that stuff. The, the problem I have slightly now is that as I'm now vegan and I've been vegan literally for one year and will stay vegan. Um, mm-hmm. It's very hard to do anything uh, remotely ketoic. <laughs> that's even a word. Um, <laughs> As a vegan, because there's so many carbohydrates in everything you eat. I mean, you're, you're living on beans and pulses and lentils and stuff. It's a very carb-heavy um, diet. So I've kind of given up operating on fats the way I used to. Um, and also my high rocks, which is very explosive and, 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 and intense, requires carbohydrates. So I've kind of transitioned away from um, ketosis and, and fat burning to just thinking, no, carbohydrates, they burn easy, they burn fast. Yeah. Um, I'm always I'm always going to find some. So um, I, I will, you know, go, go with the flow. It, it works. Um, I, I enjoyed keto and I lost a ton of fat um, being in ketosis. And people will say that's just because of calories. And yeah, maybe, but it worked for me. Um, but now as a, as a vegan, it's just easier to just, um, you, have, you have so many not problems, but you have so many things you need to think about when you're vegan uh, that, that then thinking about, oh, how many grams of carbs have I had today? It's just another, I don't <laughs> I don't need another thing to think about with my diet. Um, yeah. What's a, uh, what's a, what's a, uh, if you're going to just go all out and go like full cheat, cheat meal, eat whatever you want, what's like the first thing Mark Lewis will, 
will hunt down. Oh, a burger. I mean, a, 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 a burger, a, a, yeah, a, a Burger King plant-based burger. Wow. One of, the re- one of the reasons I went plant, one of the reasons I went, I went vegan. In fact, I have a video coming soon because we've just completed our first one year, first of June was our first year vegan. And I went vegan on day one, planning to be vegan for seven days because I thought it would help me eat healthy. It would be fun for YouTube and it would support my wife who was going vegan uh, and was always going to stay vegan. I thought I'll do it for seven days, uh, cheer her along and then, and, then, and then go back to meat. Um, so on the 31st of May last year, I had two double whoppers from Burger King. They were the, fine, they were the last piece of meat I ever ate and wow. I enjoyed them very much. Uh, and, I, and I immediately discovered that actually the health aspects of being a vegan are non-existent uh, or, or they don't have to be existent because there's nothing healthy or unhealthy about being a vegan. It's like saying, or is it, it's like saying if you eat, if you eat in America, is it healthy? Well, you can eat healthy in America, or you can eat unhealthy, but it makes no difference. So yeah. being a vegan is the same. They're, they're, you can eat terribly as a vegan or brilliantly. So cheat meals, yeah, I can I can jump on the phone and get Domino's to come round with <laughs> as as gross a pizza as they ever could pre-vegan. It makes no difference. Hagen Dazs, uh, Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's do amazing vegan ice creams. Uh, so my cheat meal is 10,000 calories a day of just burgers and pizzas and ice creams. It's what it always was. It's, it's, uh, it's donuts. Um, it's incredibly easy to be a fat vegan. Um, <laughs> no, no question whatsoever. Uh, I'm, yeah, curious, uh, I'm curious, do you drink alcohol or is that something you avoid as well? No, people ask about it all the time. I, I, I don't drink I, I don't drink much alcohol. Uh, I'm not a non-drinker. Yeah. So uh, he- here's how alcohol works. This, this is a this is a this 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 is maybe a bit deeper than than, than, than needed to answer the question. But <laughs> I'm a big I'm a big guy. So when I was when I was 15, 16, I'm going out with my friends drinking as as a kid. Um, I was always very aware that as a bigger person, I was more likely to end up in trouble. People like picking fights with the, the bigger person. So yeah. I was always I was always terrified of getting drunk um, on a night out uh, and, and then finding myself in trouble. I'd look at my normal sized friends and think, no one here is saving me. Um, <laughs> so I, I need to save myself. So I would always go out and be sober, not because I didn't like drinking, just because I, I you know, friends would go, oh, I blacked out last night, I can't remember what happened. That yeah. never, it's never happened to me. I've always been able to get myself out of a pickle. Um, not that I got in many or any, but I, I didn't like that feeling of being out of control or, or not able to control my surroundings. So I didn't drink. And then before I knew it, I was like 25, 30, and I'm just not drunk. I'd lived on Diet Coke my whole life. Um, and then when I thought, well, I probably should drink now because I'm doing socials at work and stuff, I would try drinking beer and, and lager in, in the UK a lot. And think I don't get it. I don't get how people can drink volumes and volumes of alcohol. I don't understand. My body can't do that. So I would drink JD. Um, short oh, that's when you so got invites at work. <laughs> well, I just it just made sense to me. I thought I thought I can drink a little tiny drink. That just that that's easy to do. So I so I but equally I wasn't very good at drinking because I'd never drunk. So I'd have two double JDs and I'm now <laughs> tipsy. So yeah. I'd then stop. I'd stop drinking. And that's basically been how I drunk for the rest of my life. I never drink at home. We just don't 
not there's no rule we just don't drink at home yeah. but if we go out if we go we're out the other night we probably go out maybe twice a month um and maybe once on those occasions i'll drink i might have two or three jds and coke um at which point i'm feeling a bit tipsy um and it, it, it kind of harks back to when i was a kid jen drinks um the same style but but she won't stop it uh, she, she'll drink to get um get drunk but she'll, she won't <laughs> worry about when she stops yeah because she doesn't need to because she's with me she she doesn't care what happens to her because i'm i'm there to look out for her so yeah. if we're if we're out in london or something where we, where we where often go out for an evening um i'll have a couple and stop and um and i'm just fine with that i've never i've never understood getting uh blind drunk it's just never well now with your with your new uh gen 2.0 i think you called her in one of your videos she can protect you now down the road so you can have a couple more drinks she can be your protector well yeah (laughs) that that would be um yeah i i i genuinely am looking forward to her being able to do something i say this about my kids um i love the idea that somebody around me can outperform me at something I would find that massively motivating. Um, she has a disadvantage. She's a 125 pound female, so, so she's going to struggle. Um, my kids have a disadvantage because they're, they're just not as good as me. Um, <laughs> so, but I don't, I don't think that what Jen will outperform me at is, um, is rescuing me on a night out in London. I, I, she might be able to run better than me one day, yeah. but, um, if things go south in um, Chinatown, I'm not sure calling on Jen, no matter how many burpees she can do, is going to be <laughs> my get out of jail card. <laughs> does does she like being part of the YouTube channel, or is it something you had to convince her to be into? Um, I think she likes she likes being part because who wouldn't? She likes being part of a job. Because yeah. we, we treat YouTube as our, it's our joint venture. So um, when we met, she started working with me slash for me in my other business. And that business was going. So she was at one point thinking, well, I'm going to have to get a real job um, now. And I said, well, look, this YouTube thing is going, going mad. Why don't, why don't, let's just do it together. And who wouldn't want to just do YouTube rather than, you know, any other job, really? So she likes that. She's also amazing. I literally, one of the, one of the reasons I married her, she's amazing at, at, at being offered an opportunity to do something cool and just going, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, when I, when I motorcycled around Africa, she didn't have a motorcycle license or anything. I said, almost jokingly, you should get your motorcycle license. We can go back to Africa and we ride together. She was like, yeah, okay. Six months later, <laughs> we're riding through the Karoo Desert on motorbikes. And, wow. And, you know, so That's awesome. She is, yeah. Uh, um, she, and when I said YouTube, I said, look, why, you know, she filmed me doing high rocks. And I said, yeah, yeah, mixed doubles. That looks fun. Yeah, we should do that. And, and expecting her to just sort of blow the idea off. But she said, yeah, okay, let's. Now, What's interesting is that that sounds, I mean, a, lot of, a lot of people say to me like, wow, she's a keeper, you know, someone <laughs> that would just go, okay, let's just do that. What's interesting is that she approaches things like that 
with this almost, um, I don't mean this negatively, a sort of childlike naivety. It's just like, that sounds cool, which is an amazing way to be. It doesn't matter how old you are, you should just, if someone says to you, do you want to try X? You should always just say, why not? You know, why, sure. you know, why not? So she has that. Brilliant. The downside is that what she doesn't have necessarily is um, the, uh, the, 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 the confidence in herself to then push herself in that thing. So, for example, we're riding across the Karoo Desert in the middle of Africa where if you fall off your bike, and people would say to me, what happens if you fall off in the middle of the desert? Well, you die. That's what happens to you. You die oh, wow. out there. So, so, so don't, but, but equally, so don't fall off. And also, if you fall off on the motorway in this country, a lorry drives over your head. So don't fall off there either. You know, just yeah. don't worry. So we're doing something incredible and, 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 and exciting and, 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 and a bit dangerous, but mostly exciting. And I'm loving it. I'm thinking this is heaven. I've got me, my motorbike, my wife. This doesn't get any better. She's constantly thinking, I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not good enough to do this. Uh, what happens if this? What happens if that? And and I, every night on that trip, I'm saying to her, you just did it again. You got us, you got, us, you got yourself from A to B, 300 miles through a desert. You Tomorrow you'll be more confident because you've just done it. But she won't. The next day she'll be just as um, scared is the wrong word, lack of confidence. The same is now happening with this. We go into the VO2 max test the other day. I go into that test thinking, I, I, want, I, I won't be happy unless the treadmill starts to smoke because it physically, <laughs> it physically can't keep up with my awesomeness. You know, but my, my, my ego is so many light years ahead of my <laughs> old body. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, oh, that's funny. But that's, but that's what I'm thinking. And, and, and it works really well. It means that I always find my limit because yeah. my head will go way beyond. My, 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 I have limits, obviously, and they're not actually that high. Um, but I always find them because my head's going, like when I did the Steve Redgrave row, in my mind, I'm beating Steve Redgrave. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I don't, but I get to the point of near death trying. So I do the VO2 test and love it. And I'm just disappointed that the thing didn't go vertical for me to run up. She does it nervous, apprehensive, fearful that she's going to fall off or the, the computer machine that we don't even understand what it does is going to flash up, fail. I mean, <laughs> she, she just has every negative thought going. Yeah. And what's fascinating, and this will come out in the video, is that that filtered through to her results. So she underperformed in that test. Um, yeah, basically, my performance would have been X, but I got X plus two because of my my uh, my mental state. Her performance would have been Y. She got Y minus five because of her mental state. Um, and so, yeah, she'll go, cool, let's go do a VO2 max test. But then when she gets there, she'll have no confidence. So what mm. I'm hoping will happen over the next six months is that she won't necessarily, she will get fitter, but actually, what would be fascinating and brilliant to see, and hopefully interesting for people watching to see, is somebody get confidence in what they're doing, um, and that make a big difference to what they can then do. Because she could do so much more than she currently does with just flicking a switch in her head. Um, and I find that whole psychology of sport and performance for the for the layperson to be 
fascinating. It's not just Usain Bolt who has to worry about getting his head in the game. If you run a park run in 23 minutes, I guarantee you, you could run one in 22 and a half. If, if I had a gun to your head or your kid's head or your dog's head um, and said, run it 30 seconds faster or, or the dog gets it, you'd, you'd run it 30 seconds, unless you hate your dog, um, you'd, you'd run it faster. <laughs> I, and I find, I find that sports psychology um, side of it just fascinating when you, when you plonk it on just regular everyday people. Um, yeah. I was, yeah. Big, I was part of it, on, big part of it is mental. And I do wonder if there's any like component in there that might be a little bit of imposter syndrome of having the cameras rolling around her during that process. Do you think that might've played a role in that? Yeah. I mean, funny enough, I was going to do a video on imposter syndrome um, a little while ago because there was a, there was a period where a lot of YouTubers were talking about it and it just, it was just kind of a buzzword at the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought, I, I, I have, I have reverse imposter syndrome. Um, <laughs> How do as, I get as that? A younger, well, yeah, and I kind of thought I should, I should tell people this is a thing because it's really handy. Um, I, I have always, as a younger person, I did have it, but since I got back into fitness properly, I have loved standing at the very front of a park run at six foot six and two hundred twenty pounds. And people looking at me thinking, you're just going to be in our way. Yeah, you know, what, what is this big lump doing here? <laughs> um, I, I, I love that. I love people thinking, you shouldn't be here. Um, and then I almost have to live up to that. It just drives me to, I think, well, I, I better be flipping quick because everyone <laughs> thinks that I'm an idiot. So I, I really enjoy that. I think one of the interesting things is because I'm tall as a youngster, young, tall people might get this. Um, you stand out wherever you are, and it's very easy. You see a lot of tall people, they kind of, they kind of walk around, slouch. They, they don't want to stand out. I, I was like that. I've embraced now the fact that I can't walk into a room, whether it's a, a pub or a, a fitness event, without people seeing me um, and now recognizing me sometimes. And I've just learned to embrace it. I've learned to think, yeah, I am here and I'm going to crush it. And I might not, I might be rubbish, but I don't, I don't, I don't worry about that. I just let myself think, um, yeah, I deserve to be here even when I don't. She has quite possibly the much more normal and probably healthier in some ways <laughs> attitude that is, yeah, you're right. A camera's on me. Thousands of people are going to see it. Um, they are going to be thinking what, why? Why? Why watching her? What? What's? Yeah, literally, literally that. And that. And I. No matter what I say to her. Um, yeah, there are there are millions of people out there that that, that are going to find what you're doing inspirational and useful and beneficial and funny and all all positive things. Um, you're right. It is. It is a a mindset switch that you have to make from from um, from yeah from why would people to watch me to why wouldn't people watch me? You know, yeah. I put a video out now, I, I, if I hit upload and at the end of the day, it hasn't already had X number of views, I, I, I'm disappointed, but I'm also surprised. I, I'm left thinking, why not? That was good. Why, why didn't, which is, I mean, in a way it's, it's clearly, it's, it's, a, it's an ego thing, but it's, it's actually 
very useful to have because, yeah, because I, the think that's, I think that's a good headspace because for me, when I, my videos underperform, I'm like, uh, I should just delete that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't, think, I, I think you got it. I, I think, um, I think, oh, people, people are wrong. Well, not people are wrong because people <laughs> watched it are right. That whatever the algorithm's gone wrong. And there'll always be, I remember I used to do stand up comedy and I can remember um, telling a really good joke once and no one in the room laughed at all. Uh, I, it was just dead. And, um, and I can remember being annoyed almost. I was like, what? Are you, are you guys serious? Like I remember one guy who was a bouncer, I think, over in the corner of the room laughed. I was like, right, that was a funny, like, what is wrong, what is wrong with you people? Um, probably well, I wasn't a very good stand-up comic. Um, but, but equally, that attitude of, yeah, why wouldn't people laugh? Why wouldn't people find it entertaining? Is a, is a very, it's a very good one to have when you're churning out stuff uh, that you want people to watch. To a certain extent, you can't be uh, always second-guessing yourself um, because you'd, you'd never get anywhere. You, you, just, you, just, you just wouldn't. You have to just think, um, that's good enough. Casey Neistat, one of the things that I took from him, he, he always used to say, uh, it, it, along the lines, I think it's perfectionism is the enemy of good enough or worse yeah. that effect. You know, I, I sometimes I look at a video and I think, could it be better? Could it be better? Could it be better? And I think no, that's that's good, and that's good enough. Upload done. I like um, that. Uh, what is the word? I think the phrase I was thinking of is uh, "done is better than perfect." I've heard that one yes. a few times. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and YouTube is is more that than anything. You're not making fine art. Yeah. You're, you're not make, you're not making a, uh, a you're not putting three or four months into something that has to kind of stand in isolation for the next 20 years. You're, you're making not throwaway content at all because people go back and watch my videos for two years ago and enjoy them. But you are making um, slightly more throwaway content than, than, than sometimes people think they're making. Yeah. Um, you know, when I make a video, I don't worry if it has a reference that's going to be lost in a couple of years' time. There'll be another video they can watch in a couple of years' time. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of the times I just think, no, that's that's done. I've, yeah, I've, been, I've worked over three days where I just draw a line in the sand. For God's sakes, hit done. All right, we are approaching an hour and twenty minutes, Mark. I don't want to take up your whole day. I want to I want to wrap up this conversation with a final question for you. What is okay. one one top secret YouTube channel that Mark Lewis watches in his spare time that none of his viewers or anybody would assume he watches? Well, that's interesting because when you asked the question, I was immediately thinking of a bunch of channels that people would assume I watch. Um, the one that, th that they wouldn't assume you watch, like no. building a ship in a bottle, maybe you're watching, uh, you know, no, painting. I, I, no, no. <laughs> I, I know what it. I know what it is, um, and, and I, I forget you. I, I forget what the guy's called, but and this is an incredibly useful channel for anybody watching YouTube, wanting to do to do YouTube to watch. There is a guy um, who is a bit of a drainage uh, plumbing expert. I think I've anyway, watched it. I've watched this stuff where they clog the like epic drains. Yes, and all the water <laughs> rushes away. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So he, he goes, yeah, for people that don't know, basically when there's been a storm and the road is flooded, he'll rock up with his rake and his 
Wellington boots and he basically unblocks the drain. The water gushes away. He'll then go and find the little stream that it gushes to and make sure it's flowing and, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the road becomes a road again and stops being a lake. And I, I love that. I love it. And, and what, what's, what's very useful is if you ever find yourself as a YouTube content creator um, getting bogged down in what typeface to use or, or, or whether your <laughs> animations are spot on or whatever, go and watch that video or those videos and you realize that actually there is, there is more to um, transfixing someone's attention than fancy graphics or, or wacky edits. Um, there is, I, I, now the downside is I don't quite know what it is about him that I, that I like. But no I know does. it's, no, <laughs> but, but, it, but it does tell you that there is, yeah, you can do all the fancy drone shots and, you know, that, that, isn't, um, that isn't necessarily what makes people not turn off your video. Um, sometimes you don't know what it is that makes it not turn off. So overthinking it, looking for it, is sometimes a bit a bit pointless. It actually made me a more relaxed YouTuber because I thought, this guy's got 10 million people watching him stood in the drain. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm worried about whether... You know, I don't know. Like, I mean, how many whether my, whether my medals here are lined up properly for my backdrop, and you know, Pre preaching to the choir, man. I I I know the drill. All right, yeah. Mark. So, well, yeah. so yeah, Drain Guy. Go watch Drain Guy. Yeah, yeah. Quick uh, shout out to Drain Guy. I don't even know the name of the yeah. channel, but I've watched it too. I think what draws me to it is the there's something satisfying about the whirlpool that it creates when it like just. All the water just kind of gushes away, and I'm like, "Wow!" I'll like tell you what. i, I tell you what. I, I mean, doesn't it just tick set up conflict resolution in a perfectly? Nutshell. Yeah. Here's here, here's a flood. Oh, I can't unblock it. Oh, I did. I mean, it's um, yeah. That's that's it. That's how you. That, right. That's how you tell a story. All right, Mark. Well, I appreciate you carving out this time in your day. I know you've got a different time zone than me. It's been. Uh, Really enlightening to chat with you, and I won't take up any more of your time. Um, if anybody out there wants to see Mark's content, I'm sure you have already if you're watching this, because you've probably been recommended his Phoenix 7 video, which is how I found your channel at some point. Um, congratulations again on the success of your channel. It's super, it's amazing to watch. Um, Thank you. It's, it's inspiring for me. You're older than me. You've got four kids like me, and it makes me think, hey, you know, he's doing it. Uh, I'm on my way there too, hopefully. So uh, yes. thanks again, Mark, and uh, check out his channel on YouTube. Check out his website. Is it marklewis.com? Uh, .co.uk. .co.uk. marklewis.co.uk. And I'll link all of that down in the show notes of this podcast and on YouTube. Uh, thanks again, Mark. Thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, gang, we'll see you next time. That wraps up this episode of the podcast. I want to thank Mark for taking some time out of his day to chat with me. It was a ton of fun. I learned a lot about him. I hope you learned a lot about him too. And again, if you want to check out his website, his YouTube channel, his Instagram, it'll all be linked in the show notes of this episode. Thanks again for watching and listening to this episode of the podcast. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.